0: My name is Kyle, the one true Kyle, and this is an experiment today. I don't have a name for this game, but we're playing a little game for the most part. First of all, let's have everyone introduce. Go first.
1: Uh, my name is JJ. Let's
0: go. Go ahead, uh, Chris.
2: Well, I, my name's Chris. You just introduced me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: there you go.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and my name is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And.
0: Uh, uh. We're here today, and we're going to play uh, a little game about comics. This is like a, kind of a debate. We're playing debate today. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. I straight up stole this from Screen Junkies. This is straight up movie fights, and we're just doing comics <laughs> instead of movie fights. So if I get sued, I'm sorry. I am just I just want to have fun in this quarantine time. Everyone's dying around me, apparently, and, and I just want to yeah. live and talk people about their poorly opinionated viewpoint on a subject as <laughs> I
2: <laughs> I've just been attacked yeah
0: um but uh everyone here is more or less a good uh good comic book fans more or less here right <laughs> yeah you're not just you're, you're more, more than just cosplay right yeah <laughs> <Right? laughs> Oh, oh, this are good. You're face. supposed to be confident. It's the point of the game. No matter how like uninformed you are, the more confident you are in this game, the better you will succeed. So so remember that folks. Remember that. All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get in their heads. That's why I'm so, like, I'm trash.
0: That's good. Good point. He's, <laughs> already, he's already on there. Uh so here's how it's gonna go. We're gonna do three questions, right? And uh after three questions, uh, each each round has a winner. Um, from there, uh, after the three rounds, one person will be eliminated. From there, we will go to the lightning round between two people. Uh, same thing, three more rounds. And uh, if in any time we have a tiebreaker, I do have some tiebreaker questions that we could use. Each round consists of each person uh, giving their... Uh, viewpoint, uh, initial uh, viewpoint. Uh, everyone gets their own chance to speak. After that, we get a second uh, round in the question where everyone kind of talks and uh, makes their points, kind of like a free-for-all battle. And then after that, you have final uh, rebuttals and final uh, kind of opinions. And then after that, we will do the judging. Does that make sense to everyone?
2: Yes. 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 100%. All yeah. right.
0: So let's... I wish I had a bell. That's what I <laughs>
2: ding, 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 ding. You need a soundboard,
0: right? All right. So, first question. Uh, these have been prepared. The first two questions have been prepared, and you guys have done your own research, right? Yes. Right. Sure. Do <laughs> <What's your> research. <laughs> Depends on
4: how badly you want to win. Jeff. How badly
0: do you want to win? I mean, what's the prize? A honor. <laughs> Honor, glory. you get to come back and fight,
4: and you win it. exposure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted more clout. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> um. <laughs> let uh, right. Food, but all right.
0: <laughs> Let's do this, guys. Question number one: Which comic book character do you think can solve the pandemic which comic book character do you think can solve the pandemic let's go
2: chris first Ooh, okay so 100 percent best character that can do it beast that's like beast so the biggest Thing about Beast is he's faced a virus and a pandemic before. He's been through three versions of the Legacy Virus. That's like, if you want me to be real with you, it is the coronavirus of the Marvel Universe. It just straight up targets mutants. So Beast was able to find cures for all three of those. He also lived through the entire situation with the Terrigen Mist. While it was hard for him to really figure out the cure and all of that stuff, he put a lot of work in there. So homie knows how to handle pandemic scale events and how to research them how to try and find cures for them he's just 100 percent the guy right there his brains his strength most of all his brains are important in this one so i really i don't know how long you want us to go into this but i think i have <laughs> solid selling points right there pretty much just he's a scientist and he has pandemic experience
0: you got about two minutes on your initial uh, response. So, uh, is that it for you? You got about twenty seconds more. No, that's it. That's it. All right, that is it. Moving on, Jeff. What is your
4: answer? Um. So I sent you my answer previously, right? Yes. Can I say both of them?
0: <laughs> uh. Hmm. Uh, you have to pick
4: one. Pick hey, one.
0: You gotta pick one, you man. Can say, uh, you can say
4: both yeah. of them, but you have to pick one for your response. Okay. You okay. On. Cool. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna point out the first one that I think that could do it, but I have one that can definitely do it. So the one that could do it is the atom, and the atom can shrink down to microscopic size, find out what exactly the virus really is, find its pe- pinpoints weakness. And find a vaccine or even defeat it if it goes to like patient zero or something. But the yeah. OP answer, my, my OP answer is, just fucking get Zatanna to say, get the fuck up pandemic virus and <laughs> backwards and we're good. That, that's it. That's, gotta, that's all you gotta do. Zatanna, Zatanna has to like, be like, you know, like coronavirus. Get the fuck out of here and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: wait, Adam's your answer, but Zatanna, you think, would handle it? Zatanna's Zatanna?
4: definitely answer, answer.
0: Oh, Zatanna's definitely mm-hmm. your answer, answer. she, she you yeah. take the magical approach in this. I would, yeah. All right. Nice. Zatanna would solve the pandemic.
1: Are you ready? I'm ready. Can you handle this? Go yeah. ahead. Uh, everybody's answers are so smart, but I mean, mine's good. I (laughs) picked, I picked, uh, Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards, um, just for the simple fact that he's pretty friggin' smart. Um, I'm pretty sure he's the smartest person in the Marvel universe. So, um, I'm sure he would like have some way to figure out how to like reverse the effects of this coronavirus or to, to, you know, to find the vaccine or a cure for it. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that's my answer. He's real smart.
0: All right, Mister Fantastic, smartest one of the smartest men in the Marvel universe, uh, going to solve the pandemic. All right, so we got uh, Beast, Zatanna, and Mister Fantastic. Uh, let's see it. Go ahead, duke it out. Let's, let's see. Give me your, uh, your are we picture.
2: all going head to head? Is
0: that yeah, that pretty much. You
2: oh,
3: could shit okay.
0: on your opponent. You could uh, you could just boost your po- uh, your point of view. Uh, <laughs> you could, uh, you could, uh, say how uh, other people's uh, answers are worse than your answer, or how inferior to your answer.
2: Oh man! All right. Oh, man. Um, okay. okay. like, I still, so, like Jay's like, answer was good. I believe in that. Yeah, Miss Fantastic is smart. But the thing is Beast is just as smart and he survived multiple pandemics. Like he has the actual experience behind a pandemic. Like that's okay. the thing. I mean, Jeff said Jeff said Zatanna and he was just like magic. And I was like, but what if the pandemic doesn't work like that? What if this bends rules? What if this bends laws? Because this is, this is comic books now. You know, we're Always. not talking about just the real world. And there's card. always
1: consequences to magic yeah. too. So exactly. the the magic one is a little. It might it might work, but it might have some real serious or bad, worse side effects for us.
2: He gets it. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: mm. I'm with Jay on that one, man. Like it's just, it's just, man. You can't you can't magic everything. There's like it's
1: yeah, just, if you can you can't magic just, everything, exactly-
2: you know. That just sounds so easy. Like you just nothing in life and comic book logic ever comes easily like that. There's always Sorry. there's always a catch twenty two.
1: <laughs> Sorry oh, the gang to gang up on Jeff.
4: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Didn't expect that. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, at the at the oh. same time, I think you know Beast is a great answer as well. Uh, at the same time, if Beast was a little bit smarter, he would be able to prevent the pandemics from like happening. <laughs> again and again.
2: So. Yeah, which, so this is the thing though, all right? So you got to take actual science into account. This pandemic, this legacy virus has evolved three times. Every time something evolves, it's a lot harder to treat. Think about the common flu that we have. That constantly evolves every year, so you got to make a new vaccine every year. So that's the thing with beasts: The legacy virus evolves so many times under so many different circumstances that he had to constantly adjust. The second time around, is probably a lot easier for him to process it because, hey, I have experience. But still, he had to get in there, he had to find a cure, and he had to fix it. Plus it's like, so let's say there was a time constraint, right? Like whoever's in charge is like, all right, we need a cure ASAP. Work on it. Like Beast has handled pandemic level stuff so he would understand how to develop a cure, how to research it. Like Mr. Fantastic okay. is smart, but he hasn't, like he doesn't have the experience for that sort of thing you know what I'm saying like there's no you got to take the person with experience
1: okay fair that's a fair response too yeah. but also what if the coronavirus is more than just a virus you know this yeah. we are talking comic books and if it turns out to be like some type of intergalactic threat then Reed Richards is definitely the one you want on the case just throwing just throwing that out there
2: well, I mean, we'd have, to, we'd have to see if the virus that they were taking on does that sort of situation. Like, once again, there's all sorts of circumstances. We could talk, like, theoretical scenarios. Okay, what if the virus only attacks humans and doesn't attack people who are superpowered? What if the virus only attacks a specific type of person? What if the virus, there's, like, so many X factors right here. And I think the person who would be able to figure those out would be Beast because once again, he's got that pandemic experience. You want you want somebody that's handled it before. You want somebody that knows what's going on because they can at least get people going. They know who to call, who to immediately like go like, hey, X hero, I need you to go over here and start locking this place down and make sure nobody's going like, I feel he would contain the situation a lot quicker.
3: Okay. Uh,
4: All right, let's talk about some magic, right? see it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we're talking about magic that can wipe out an entire race if she could, if she said it. We're talking about magic that could make anything appear regardless of like logic. I think if she if Zatanna was very specific on her spell, she could get rid of that specific COVID-19 that's all. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, but
2: like, so then why hasn't Zatanna done that for every existential threat in the DC universe? Like, if that was really the solution to everything, don't she'd be like, "Yo, Zatanna, homeboy's attacking. Talking- just say his name and make him disappear." Because <laughs> like the way you're the way you're describing her ability is she can just like whatever, just fuck it. She's just like, I don't <laughs> like. I'm gonna fix it. So the thing is, why haven't they used that against every single threat they've ever had? Because if it's that easy. Don't you think Zatanna would be like the OP goddess, and they just be like, "Zatanna, we need you. Just cast your spell and stop this person."
4: Because you know? she has a moral, she has a moral code to not like take that human life, not not take that road. I'm talking just a disease. Like this can't this her spells can't work with like with like yeah those celestial beings and shit. Um, and then with. <laughs> it's like, what yeah. if the
2: virus is on a celestial level? Like, I think yeah. it's like oh, if it's yeah. on a level that can't be affected by magic. It was a fucking bet. <laughs> <laughs> are
0: you, are you, uh, you suggesting that Galactus cannot get the coronavirus?
2: No, I mean, there's, there's a possibility. You never know
3: yeah
2: because we're talking about a universe too that has multiple species like at one point they were able to engineer the legacy virus to kill scroll. Every time it mutated, they found out a new thing about it and then they were just like, oh shit this new mutation can kill scroll so we can use it they're like, Right there, dog. Viruses could be wild. Viruses can mutate and do anything. They could take away a specific sector of people. They could take away a specific power type of being. Like, you never know, man. Could be two specific heroes. It's just like, see, but like, that's the thing. Viruses could be anything. We, we don't know. Because if we're in a comic book universe, anything is possible with a virus. It could be immune to magic. It could not affect humans and only mutants. It might not affect mutants and affect all the humans. You never know.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of factors to, like, consider when trying to take out this thing. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, um, any, well, uh, kind of, uh, any last thoughts? Kind of, uh, go ahead and say them now. Uh, yeah, actually, let's, yeah. Do good, let's just roll this into uh, final thoughts for the question. So go ahead, let's go Jeff first.
4: Ultimately... I think it takes a team of people to take out the coronavirus. A team of geniuses. <laughs> Isn't there a thing in the Marvel Universe called the Illuminati? Not our Illuminati, but... <laughs> yes, Illuminati? yes,
3: there, there is, is. A,
1: Marvel Illuminati. a Marvel
3: Illuminati.
2: The smartest Reed
4: Richards
1: people...
2: Richards is part of that.
4: And magic yeah. people,
2: too, right? Some. I don't remember what yeah, the newest No magic 90. people
4: are involved. Doctor Strange yeah. is not part of Illuminati? Doctor no,
2: Bruce Strange. Banner is.
4: Oh, wait,
0: sorry. Yeah, Doctor Strange is the only magic user, so okay.
4: yeah. Oh, okay okay so i think my i don't know like i think like there's still credence to magic and science coming together
3: <laughs>
4: to take out something like this that's that that's sure maybe the alone can't do it but the marriage of <laughs> the marriage of two like sides of geniuses i don't know like there's something there
3: All
2: right. Chris, final thoughts. All right. Jeff, I like how Jeff brought up the teamwork thing. So it's like, you know, you just kind of mentioned the team. So there's the Illuminati in the Marvel Universe. So let's say it was on a level where we'd have to call somebody else. And they're like, all right, we need Beast on our team because he's got pandemic experience. He's broken down these viruses. And then he can collab with Doctor Strange. And then he's like, oh, snaps, Beast. You got me this thing about the virus, and now I realize there's a spell I can cast that can work against the virus. So I, I believe in you, with teamwork. But I still believe that having Beast on a team working with others is by far more beneficial because 100% the pandemic experience. Like right now in the real world, wouldn't you would like you want people who are facing the pandemic right now? to actually have that experience, because they know how to handle it. They've seen it at its worst. They've seen how to get through these types of situations. So team matters, but the experience is the biggest key right there, and Beast has got it. Beast has pandemic experience.
0: All right. All right. Final thoughts?
1: Um, actually, everybody brings up a really good point of teamwork. I was actually going to say that, um, especially with Jeff like mentioning magic. Um, it would be it would be good I think to have a team of like like let's say Beast because you know Chris makes a really good point of having experience and Reed Richards because he is really smart and Doctor Strange I mean he's a doctor like a real life doctor and he uses yeah. magic so like what that's what better experience you need for that like to to put on a team to get rid of coronavirus so I feel like yeah one hero of course I don't think could do it but like a team would be able to effectively get rid of it so yeah teamwork
0: teamwork. so so, first off i want to start off by saying um i'm disappointed that none of you chose wolverine because (laughs) he was uh going on kind of your point with beast uh solving the techno organic virus cable infected uh, Wolverine with the technoorganic virus and used his blood to create antibodies and a cure. So that would have been like the sure win if any of you chose that. Um, just throwing that out there. Uh, all of these were good options. Um, I really enjoyed where you went with the, the beast argument. I loved because he did work with uh, he did work on helping find a cure for the virus. Um, so he he's kind of in that realm, so it makes sense. Um, your point was Zatanna. Um, you made some good arguments about magic, but some things that uh, you you kind of trailed off a little bit, and you brought up like the Illuminati and and Doctor Strange. But but yeah, Doctor Strange also I feel who worked with the team. But again, you're supposed to be arguing for Zatanna. I didn't really see that argument. Too much, but again, uh, when it comes to hold <laughs> on,
3: <laughs> um,
0: when it comes to magic, you did say that like it could help, but I didn't see like I didn't I didn't get an argument on how you like how I wanted to know how the magic was going to like you can't I feel like that's the problem with magic too is like you can't just go magic right. Magic's going to solve the problem. It's magic, because magic. Um, And you did kind of go into it a little bit, but I wanted to see uh, a little bit more. So, Jeff, I'm going to eliminate you for this round, at least. So it's between Beast and Mr. Fantastic. Um, All Mr. Fantastic. uh, it's hard because there should be more than one judge, right? This, this, is, this is unfair. This is so totally unfair. Um, so hopefully in the future we can get more judges. And I would like to have two judges and then uh, the viewers be one judge uh, as well. Be cool. Uh, so Mr. Fantastic made a lot of good points. Uh, you mentioned about how he could handle, it, like, he could take this on at a galactic level. Like, we met, we brought up, everyone kind of pivoted and thought of, like, what if this was a galactic thing, right? Yeah. And you did bring up, like, he could, like, solve this on a galactic level. He could stop it probably before it gets to a galactic level, so keep it thoughts still on Earth, pretty much. Um, so you made a lot of good arguments there. Um, one thing... Um, Uh, You did a lot was uh, totally helped your opponents and agreed with them very much so in this situation. Everybody was really convincing, (laughs) Uh, which is good. (laughs) It's very nice to but at the same time don't give them the upper hand. At the same time, Uh, with Beast, I felt like you made a lot of good points and you kind of uh, you kind of what if a lot of uh, people on their points of view. So for this round, I'm giving it to Chris. Chris takes the round. Um right, man. Oh that is great. Alright. Let's do the next question. Um but it's not gonna be pr- the prepared question that we did. We're gonna Ooh. do the mystery question.
4: Oh oh oh, oh. already? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna mix it up. We'll do the prepared question next. All right, all right. Hmm. All right, so I'll have a, uh, let's see. In here are four Tsum Tsums, Ooh. and uh, you're gonna choose a Sumsum. I guess uh, for you two, I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of dig my hand in here and tell me when to stop, and I'll yeah. stop and grab something, and that'll mm-hmm. be your Sumsum. Whatever I pull out, the question is, pitch me a gritty Joker-like movie of this character that I choose. Oh, cool. Are you ready? Uh, All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, Chris, you're the winner of the round. You go first. So I'm just going to stick my hand in there uh-huh. and and just tell me when. Now. Venom. Oh,
3: oh wow. To-
4: Can you see that? Can you guys see that at all? Yep. Um, I guess a little Venom. Are they all Marvel characters or are they Disney Disney characters?
0: These are all
4: Marvel. Oh, that's easy. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a gritty reboot of Tigger. (laughs) Right? Oh, I should go
0: get some. All right, uh, Jeff, uh, go ahead. Tell me when to stop. (laughs) <laughs> you get Red Skull.
4: Oh, oh, OK, wait. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh wait, no, Red Skull's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, let man. me Google character real quick. Uh,
2: but, wait, wait let me do some
0: research on. on my phone real quick. <laughs> I'll give you guys a couple minutes. Oh, Loki. And uh, nice. Chase got Loki. So we Sorry. got Venom, <laughs> Loki, and Red Skull. Johann von Schmidt. Alright. If you will. Um, Johann, uh, what's his name? Did not come back to play Red Skull in Infinity War. That was a dude from The Walking Dead. Oh, really? That re- was recasted for that role. Yeah.
3: For the,
0: for the Way to Floaty. Do you, know the, do you know the actor's name?
4: Anyone offhand? No, mm-hmm. I don't. I know Hugo. Oh Weibin. wait,
2: the actor that Hugo
0: Weaving was the original one. That was the original, the yeah. Original, yeah. yeah. All right, you guys ready? Uh, or should I banter while you guys research
2: a little bit more? I mean, I'm I'm good to go. So All right. Good to go well if, you're good
0: to, if you're good to go, let's do this. Two minutes on the clock. Give me your initial pitch.
2: Go. Okay, so do you want me to pitch a gritty version, reboot Joker style, like you're talking about the most recent Joker flick, right? Yeah, so it
0: could be like, yeah, just make it like super, super dark, super gritty, essentially. That's the idea, the tone of the
2: film. Well, I mean, so this is going to be like a what-if universe, right? So we got one of the biggest factors was how Venom evolved and bonded with Eddie Brock because of their shared hate for Peter Parker. So what we have this time around is we have a Peter Parker who's a bit more angry and unrestricted. Like, So Eddie Brock bullied him a bit, right? So then you have Peter Parker just really getting into Brock's head, really ruining his life, that sort of thing, right? So like, we'll just pitch a job that Eddie Brock is. We'll say he's the photographer at the Daily Bugle with Peter Parker, right? So he finds a way to get him fired from that job. So now, we have Eddie Brock, who's just been tortured and bullied by Peter Parker. He just lost his job. He has no other prospects. And to throw another level behind it, he's also a war veteran. So he's got a lot of PTSD going on in his brain right now. Peter Parker goes to the Venom thing. He gets his life ruined. Venom escapes Peter Parker and goes to Brock now. We have Eddie Brock, who's tortured, who's battling PTSD, who's just going through all these fucked up thoughts in his head. He gets taken over by Venom now, and this version of Venom is angry, hates Peter Parker, wants his blood just just absolutely hungry for him. He takes over Brock, and Brock starts to get these thoughts in his head. He starts to battle with how much he really hates Peter Parker, how far he's willing to go. In the process of all of this, Brock is going to therapy. And he tries to explain to his therapist now outside of his PTSD that he's dealing with these other negative thoughts, the stuff that's spawning from Venom. But he doesn't know how to express that, how to deal with it. Eventually, his therapist starts to think that he's just batshit crazy. Ten seconds. They want to put him on meds. They want to try to get him the right help. He has no way to get that help that he needs. So Venom evolves into this crazy, psychopathic killer that's not mm-hmm. just after Peter Poole, but everyone else
0: all right. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Peter, Peter's the bully. Peter's, Peter's <laughs> the, uh, the PTSD creator. That's an interesting take. I like that. I like that approach. All right. Let's go, Jeff.
3: Let's hear it. Red Skull.
4: <clears throat> I want to go super artsy-fartsy on my movie. So... There's a director who I fear, but admire. Um, and I want him to helm this movie as not only the director, but I want him to write this shit. His name is Lars von Trier, and he is probably the most existential, depressing director in this generation, at least. He's He has a movie, it was on Netflix, it was, but not anymore, called Antichrist with Willem Dafoe it's it hurts a lot so with red skulls origin story being a what's the word for a childbirth but the mom dies that that whole thing i, I don't know stillbirth, I don't know stillbirth. okay okay is that what it is anyway baby baby. Dies. okay never mind anyways i want this movie to be extremely depressing like Absolutely, uh, like gut wrenching, and so we're gonna open up with with him with his mother on his mother on the hospital bed, and the father is already like feeling so much remorse for his dead wife. Flash forward five years, he's drunk beating up his son. Flash forward two more years. He's trying to drown his son. Last for a couple more years. He's alive. He has a job in a hotel. Red Skull. Red Skull. Before. Sorry. Before. Before he's Red Skull. Johan has a job in a hotel. He's depressed as fuck. He wants to end his life. But who comes in as a customer to tell him, "Hey, man, you're a good guy." You're you're worth it. You're you do matter. Ten seconds. Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler tells him how much he matters in this world. <laughs>
3: hey, you stop. you, don't. you, don't. you want no more. Right. Okay, wait. You want no, more? Uh, no, we can't oh. no more. No no no.
2: You can't say anything else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what <laughs> all
1: right, um, <laughs> let's hear it, Jerry. Loki. Okay. Loki movie. All right. Um, Loki movie. So. Um, all right. So Loki, you know, he was he was born a, a frost giant, um, but he was he was a weak he was a weak frost giant. So instead of. Um, Instead of like being abandoned and left to die, his his father like keeps him. Um, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm thinking, guys. <laughs> <No> way, <Mike.
3: laughs>
1: Just two minutes, right? Yeah, no
0: pausing. Uh,
1: okay, all right, sorry. So, all right, so here. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so. Um, all right, so so he keeps him, and instead of uh, and like, uh, but he like he he abuses him like he's an abused child, you know. Um, and what happens is that Odin tries to rescue him, um, and even when Loki thinks he's getting like rescued by Odin to get taken to this this magical world, it's only because like Odin wants to use him for like experiments and like tr- try to figure out like uh, the frost giant's powers. So in all of this, like Loki. Is just like looking for like, uh, for like, you know, positive, positive affection. Um, And he, he finds that in Thor, his brother, like, you know, like his one friend, like, you know, Thor feels bad for him that he's getting used like this. And like when Thor like tries to help him, uh, like, like Thor is taken away, like Thor gets killed or separated from Loki because, you know. Odin doesn't want him to have any hope or anything like that, um, and and from there Loki, like you know, he becomes a Loki that we know with these with these ten uh, with these powers, and he tries to take revenge on these people who you know who used them before. So there, um, <sighs> That was stressful.
0: Nice. Uh, fresh giant abuse child. He's just looking for love, people. Loki's just looking for love. Does he get it? We'll find out. All right, let's see it, guys. Duke it out. Let's see why yours is better than the others. Do it. Go for it.
2: Okay, so like we're supposed to say why ours is better. I mean, I drew from a lot of source material and tried to stay... <laughs> Tried to stay somewhat accurate to the tale of Venom, how he's born. And I threw in Peter Parker there because then we don't want the fans to cry and be like, You can't have a Venom. doesn't have a Peter Parker or a Spider-Man. It. There we go. We please those people. We give them the gritty reboot. And, you know, the thing about Joker that sold everybody on it was just the fact that, like, we like this character in a sense because we're seeing a real person. We're seeing the issues with the mental health system. We're seeing how somebody's mental health can really take a toll on them, that sort of thing. So I'm delivering a flick where we get more of that. We get the take on the mental health with him being a war veteran, having PTSD. You know, That comes with such an added level of stress, such an added level of just mental torture. And then to top it off, you have a symbiote that's controlling him that's hell-bent. On killing Peter Parker, absolutely despises him, wants to do every single thing that it can to go after Peter Parker. So you have this man battling PTSD in his brain, battling the Venom symbiote. It's obviously going to be gritty. We still have Spider-Man, Peter Parker, in there. And not only that, he's a little bit edgier. He's a little bit grittier because he's just brief, but he's in there. We see him as Venom. We see him fucking around a little bit. Then we go to the story of Eddie Brock, and it's tragic. We hate Peter Parker we want to relate more now to Eddie Brock because we realize, oh, Peter Parker was kind of a bully too. Peter Parker was messed up and made this war veteran right here, lose the only job he had that he doesn't really know where to go now. So it's like you have a lot of different angles that want to make you sympathize with Brock, who's normally a character that you root against. You don't want to take his side. You're always rooting for Peter Parker. And that's what made something with Joker where people were just like, like, fuck, man, like we hate him, but you get it. It's it's like the, I call it the Thanos syndrome where you're just like fuck we hate it but we get it same thing Killmonger we we hate him but then we get his logic he kind of had a reason behind that anger behind that motive so we have an Eddie Brock playing to that angle as well it's very hip it's very edgy it's very dark all the kids are gonna love it.
4: Kids <laughs> it like it sounds like your movie won't be getting any Oscars I'm sorry Chris so with my movie. <laughs> Are we
2: allowed to talk back at this part? Or is this the one where no, we interrupt? No, you like, get interrupt.
0: interrupt. I, I'm amazed you you let him talk for two minutes, two and a half oh, minutes. Oh, oh. Yes. Asked, why are if you guys not there? Oh, in I, I was.
2: The... Well, well Jeff, I just, just want to say time. that yours had the longest windup ever. <laughs> like you just sat there. I'm just like, where is Red Skull? Where is yeah, Red?
1: Yeah, I was kind of oh, wondering like, exactly.
2: He was. I was <laughs> like, like, where is Red Skull? Kind of sounds like I was going a
1: off of Joker movie itself. Oh because wow, mine know, offers some originality. You know, you start wow. to you care more about kids. And you know, it's good that we we need to bring back, you know, we need to bring to the light how kids are are getting abused out there. And it's, you know, something to bring to Hollywood's eye that, to let people know that's that nice. happening.
2: So. You, like it took you so long to come to your like <laughs> plot. Dude, you like fumbled at the start. Like I was on five, <laughs> I went.
4: And you that's know about well, I, I was hyping up the direction. Jess was, was long going. and drawn out, but at least he went too. I was, like, <laughs> I was typing up the direction of where I was gonna go with this movie. I was typing up the director. I was typing up the tone. I'm I to
1: familiarizing myself with to the go. character.
4: Uh, 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 you, you have assessment. two minutes, you gotta deliver
2: in those two th- minutes. Like I got it. Rip, I like, got it out. Like, I didn't even need two minutes. And the I director was, was like, you. "Hey, if that's you that's pitch that. me something good in two minutes, I'm gonna give you your dream job. I'm gonna let you make this movie." Like I delivered, dude. The I had moment I say, the
4: moment that I say, the moment that I say, "Yo." Adolf Hitler's in this movie, and he's the mentor, father figure. That's when you should know exactly what tone this movie's going to go for. That's when you know exactly you know, no when. Captain America Is that true? either, and
2: he was responsible for true? Red Skull's origin too. Like, Captain America, they hate each other, dude. They're like, dude, he punches him in the face, and he punches Hitler in the face, man. We'll get you to Captain bring
4: America later because it. this is not a story about Captain America. This is story about Spider-Man. I think you need Captain America a little bit just to pull the audience in. About Peter
2: Parker in. or Spider-Man, but he's still in it because he he has a reason to be in there. So you, you know, know a, it's connected. You need, you need, you need the hero to, to tell story. Think of you need that story. No, you don't need the hero, but it ties it in. People, like, appreciate it. Uh, think about it's it. Let's talk about Like, with my
1: plot, I I tied in a lot of original comic book characters like Odin and the Bifrost. I even talked about Thor. So mine ties in a lot with the comic book. Sometimes Just changes the origins around a little bit. So, yeah.
4: Mine delivers, yo. Mine if we kept <laughs> going, we would gone Captain America eventually, but he's not the main focal point of the story. Yeah, it's, but you, wait, don't you
2: don't need to me. tease it, too, dog. Just like I tease Spider-Man. Like, you oh got to tease God. it. You
4: got to give us a little juice. OK. <laughs> OK, then I, I will if I had more than no two more. minutes. No more. <laughs>
1: more
4: oh, right. uh, what i what I, what I want to grab with the executives listening to this
0: no no we're rolling into uh final thoughts final thoughts uh let's start with chris uh last last thoughts uh go ahead
2: man like So I'm not going to vote for my thing. I just want to talk about the others really quick because I'm not going to toot my own horn. I really like the direction I went. and I, You know, he said something like Joker, and I delivered with that. If we didn't want something like Joker, we could have totally taken this direction. But, Jeff, I agree with you that if you probably had more than two minutes, you totally probably would have created something wild and amazing. But, dude, in that two minutes I was in, I was like, when is he Red Skull? Who is this Red Skull? Whereas Jay, like, he got the characters in there really quick. I was just like, oh, this is a story about Loki. Loki's been through something different in his life. It's a cool, different order. Like, I knew it was Loki immediately. I was like, okay, he's delivering the story. He's giving me a greedy reboot with a character that I'm immediately recognizing. Whereas he was like, so this is a movie about Adolf Hitler now? Because now I watch a movie about Hitler, but we still didn't get, like, I still didn't know, oh, it's, it's a Red Skull flick. I mean, I, I like Jay's out of, out of the two. I, I think it needed more. I think it needed some more like, it got me, but it didn't get me going. I was like, oh, this is probably something I'll see on video on demand. I think that's where I'll go with it. That's, that's when I'll see it. But you're not like, high, man, I need to go to theaters right now. I need advanced tickets. I need to just buy these passes and be there at the first showing. I think mine delivers that experience.
0: All right, uh, Venom does it deliver that experience. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, Jeff, final thoughts. Go ahead.
4: I'm a fan. I'm a fan of pitches that reel you in and end it with a plot twist that completely changes the narrative of a story. There was a pitch I heard earlier about a gritty reboot of Captain Hook, and the hook at the end was the fact that it wasn't even. It didn't sound like a Captain Hook story until the very end of the pitch when it was revealed who Captain Hook, um, what his real name was. And that's, what I was, that's where I was going to go with my pitch for Red Skull. We're going to treat it as like an Oscar bait, artsy-fartsy fucking movie about this guy in the shittiest part of Germany right now during World War II. No ties to Marvel until the very end. When the fucking Tesseract Cube comes in. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's that's, that's what I was going to go with. And Lars Bontrier would have been. The best director for this. Because if you've seen. His shit man. He is. He's not a happy dude. He's not. like He would have been the perfect director. For a Red Skull movie. And also he's like. He's. He's uh Ten seconds. No, no, he's worked with um Marvel actors, so yeah.
0: There you go, work with Marvel actors, models, fun, sheer. Um gritty, dark, sad. I'd watch it. I'd watch
3: it. <laughs> For sure I'd watch
0: that. Hell yeah. Alright, Jay, Loki, final thoughts.
1: Alright, uh Loki, um, I'll, you know, I'll talk a little bit about everybody's movie. Um, mine, I'll start with, I think, you know, like I, like I pitched, it's, it starts with a similar backstory to the comics, just with a, a twist, just to, uh, to make sure that it holds on for the original comic book characters, but it also brings a little realism to bring other audiences into the theaters and, you know, into the seats. Um, so I think that's it's great. And, if you know, with time, you can build with Loki and expand the storyline in a way That'll really captivate audiences. Um, I enjoyed the uh, the plot of Venom. Um, it was it was really good, actually. Um, I liked the twist with the origin story as well. Um, that was another great plot. It, it, it's just you know it's unfortunate that Venom came out so recently. So you know it's it's just so you know you, you get too many similarities there. So but, you know good plot otherwise. Um, and then going to the red plot, uh, Red Skull plot. Um, I was actually, I, I feel like I know more about the director that Jeff wants more than the plot of the movie. Um, I'm I, I'm just a little confused as where the origin story of this is going. Um, but those are just my thoughts on the on the on the plots and the and the gritty origin stories. Um, I think mine's pretty good. Check um, it out.
0: Cool. All right, these are all good choices, people. I liked everyone's approach. Um, Chris, your approach to Venom. I like the idea of Eddie Brock having PTSD. I like that, like how it kind of like haunts him and it's like sitting at his brain a lot. So that I like that aspect that take on Venom. That's a good approach. what was the other uh, Venom that was uh, Agent Venom? Consum- mm-hmm. oh, know what Flash venom Thompson. It. Flash Thompson. Wasn't Flash Thompson the one that went to uh, the military, not Eddie Brock?
2: Yeah. But. not? Yeah, no, it is Flash Thompson. He's the one that went to the military. Okay. But it's a fun little. People like Eddie Brock. People like that name more. So You change okay. the origin sure. around it
0: so you're going you're going eddie brock but you're taking you're taking that origin story <laughs> yep. from flash thompson okay okay interesting um jeff i really liked your pitch uh i like the Lars Von Trier approach because that would be that would be a crazy movie it'd be a sad
3: movie a really <laughs> sad movie
0: <laughs> but uh, one thing your opponents did kind of uh knock at you was that your your pitch kind of uh, it took a while to ramp up you should have started with Ada uh, and led with that i did i do feel i do feel that in your okay. argument um, also yeah uh with venom I feel I feel a similar aspect where we're getting kind of just uh which, what you said jay uh, a, a knock on uh, venom was that it just your your movie Chris kind of just sounds like uh more or less joker but with venom um so I, I did I did see that point of view all right Jay with loki um I liked the idea of him being a child like uh, like being abused by uh, Odin I thought that was cool, but that was at your, like, minute and 40 mark. Like, before that, you're talking about more or less the plot of uh, Thor, the
3: first movie. <laughs> you got some good that's, points. That's uh, low-key
4: why I was kind of tuning out until the one minute forty one. <laughs> I, I can't even argue with that. You did have a lot
0: of good points, like how you said it, uh, uh, the venom just felt like a rip rip-off of Joker. Uh, I liked, I liked, I liked the confidence that you felt you didn't need the two minutes.
3: Um, <laughs> that was <hilarious>. um, great. <laughs> um,
0: but other than that, you, 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 I'm going to have to say Jay's out of this round, just because oh. more or less this is this is Thor with <laughs> a little bit of fat child. <laughs> Um, uh, going between uh, Venom and uh, Red Skull, this is gonna be a hard one. Uh, hmm, I want to see, see. The problem is, I want to see Jeff's movie. I do. I would see like if you pitched that to me, and I was a an executive, I would give you more than. Two, I would give you an extra two minutes on top of that to hear.
3: Well,
0: thank God. Uh, so your pitch was like you got the pitch perfect and the idea down, but you did not get the story down. You did not pitch me on the idea. The idea You just kind of sold an executive, more or less. I didn't get the story out of here. Where's, whoa, 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 that was crazy. Um, where's Peter? Ah, okay, so, again, with uh, Venom, you keep saying it's like a gritty PTSD story about about Eddie Brock kind of overcoming, but what is exactly, I guess, going on besides, like, him struggling with abuse? I don't know if we ever, like, pointed out exactly what the plot directly is happening throughout your film besides his struggle, general struggle. Like, I didn't see a point A to point, or, like, a a start to finish, kind of. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go Jeff. Jeff wins the round.
3: Oh, hell
1: yeah. (laughs) Congrats. All right.
0: So we got one Chris, one Jeff, Zero Jeff. Moving on to the uh, next question, which was uh, prepared. Right? Uh, Who should play Magneto in an MCU movie? Who should play Magneto in an MCU movie? Uh, Jeff won the round. You get the first two minutes. Go ahead.
4: Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Okay, let's go straight to the point. Mads Mikkelsen. Valhalla Rising. We're talking the guy who did play a Marvel character already, but Marvel hasn't been known, is now known to like recast again. Gemma Chan played what's her face in Guardians get Ga- the... not Guardians Captain Marvel. Now she's gonna be in Eternals. I feel like Mads Mikkelsen has the, not only the resume to do it, but he has the ferocity in his eyes to play a character that's that damaged. I think he has the intimidating factor similar to McKellen, but the, but the, the fire that. That I'm blanking on his name right now. Who played him in First Class? The fuck was his name? <laughs> anyway, I knew guy. I would tell you. Anyways, <laughs> that guy. That guy. He isn't that old, so he we're not already we're already like we're already at the level of like he's not gonna die yet, like 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 Ian McKellen. And if you if you see his other shape like in death stranding he played he played someone in, in he played a it's a spoiler character but he played a very mysterious father like figure and i feel like he knows mad mickelson knows how to to play a character that has gone through so much shit and can lead an a future army of Extremist at some point in his life. It looks like he can. (laughs) What else to say? What else to say? Valhalla Rising. Watch Valhalla Rising and you'll know exactly (laughs) what I mean. Yeah, that's what I got. All right.
0: Matt Nicholson. Uh, That will be an interesting choice for. Magneto. Uh, Jay, let's hear your choice.
1: Um, My choice was uh, William Defoe. Um, and I think uh, he would actually be a great Magneto just because I think it's time for a change. Um, in these last few X-Men movies, we've gotten the very calm, very thought out Magneto. Um, you know, not too angry. Uh, just a very like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a very planned out leader. Um, and I think, I think if we're if we're gonna get a different, uh, if we're going to another universe of X Men, I kind of want to see a different take on Magneto. I want to step away a little bit from the from that type of comic book calm Magneto. I kind of want like a sometimes crazy magneto and i think um william defoe would be able to do that um to be able to uh deliver a dual type of performance um uh, for for that type like i i want to see a mostly magneto that's from the comic books but then when the time calls for it or like when he gets angry or 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 maybe he's like truly determined to get a plan done we maybe get like a a slightly more psychotic side or or um or just, yeah, I guess the word is psychotic, more determined side, like to get something done at, at whatever cost, um, but only when the time calls for it. So and I think uh, we can get that from Winifo, like I said, um, he can deliver that type of performance to give us a fresh take on Magneto. Okay.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Winifo, psychotic and determined. Uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, I do the crazy motherfucker
2: here. <laughs> uh, Chris. Let's hear it. Going? Am I on? You're on. All right. So I'm about to take everyone for a ridiculous loop with my particular choice. But Marvel does like to do crazy things with casting, surprise us with all sorts of things, and take well known people that were just like, wait, what are they doing? So my choice. Is Sasha Baron Cohen as Magneto? I'm wow. sure you guys are going to be like, why would Borat be wow. Magneto? Now, here's the first thing I want to state. If you've seen Sasha Baron Cohen in interviews, he's actually very calm, very polite, very well mattered, very charismatic. He could fit the bill of the calm leader type of Magneto. But then if you've seen the portrayals of some of his characters, he's very good at taking a whole different angle, turning into a different person, being animated, being wild. If we get a Magneto that's also a bit of a madman, he would be the perfect blend and balance of it because he'd be calm and collected. But then when something makes him flip his switch, that's it. We see a wild out there, outrageous beast coming out of him. But the other reason why I say Sasha Baron Cohen, and this is one of the most important things about Magneto, is his origin. Magneto is a Holocaust survivor. Sasha Barry Cohen is Jewish. It would be really, really cool to see that happen in this day and age, to give the role to an actual Jewish actor, to really portray the level of Magneto at an extra level right there. So that's just, that's my personal thoughts on the thing. I think Sasha Barry Cohen would be gay. He's a chameleon, he can blend into anything. He'd easily be able to pull off the look of the calm, cool Magneto, and then he can turn himself into a madman at Flip of a Switch is very good like once you give him a character and who he needs to become he embodies that person he becomes that character like i thought borat was a real person and then i was like oh this is an actor then i saw all his different characters he portrayed i was like wow this man seems like an entirely different person in each role he plays like wow he could do something like this it'd be nice to see him depart and do something on a bit more of a quote-unquote serious level as well like i just think it'd be wild that's, that's pretty much all I got to say about that.
0: All right. There you go. Sasa Baron Cohen. Uh, good choice. Will Defoe. Great choice. Mads, Nichol- Matt, uh, Mads Nicholson. Also great choices. Great choices in all. Let's fight it out.
4: Man, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs>
2: Sasa Baron Cohen. All that's
4: right. A that's a pretty good choice. Not going to lie. I wish, yeah, I wish I wish he is. Why? <laughs> I, I
2: I'm glad you guys appreciate that because he's out there. He's a wild yeah, card. Mate. I mean, just the biggest reason why, like, I did, I was like, Magneto's origin is a Holocaust survivor. It would be really rad to get an actual Jewish actor because then, like, you think of the potential coming in from the fans, the audience that they're gonna reach, the dynamic that they're gonna build, it'll really add to that diversity that people like to see in films in this day and age. Like, Shang-Chi is being such a, like, everybody's losing it over because of the fact that they cast an Asian actor as the role of Shang-Chi. So everybody's like, oh, wow, Marvel's really on top of it when it comes to that diversity, I think. And, I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen's a good actor. He's a damn good actor.
1: It's true. But, I mean, William Dafoe is yeah. also a pretty good actor, too. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm very sure he'd be able to pull off uh, the accent, uh, especially since we've had, like, to British, I think, British-speak, like, accented um, Magnetos. I'm sure he'd be able to pull off uh, a different accent for this Magneto. And like I said, give a fresh take on it, rather than the same type that we've seen for the past two series of X-Men movies.
2: I will say, to argue the point about the accent, I mean, have you heard Sasha Baron Cohen in all his different roles? Like, he can easily adapt and easily portray an accent. So if they wanted to have a more American-like accent for Magneto, he'd just be like, all right, I'm just going to talk like an American. Like, it wouldn't be – he's a chameleon. He blends into his characters very well. Whatever you give him, whatever he decides to create, he embodies that individual. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they got Sasha Baron Cohen to do Magneto, and then he just started walking around in public pretending that he was actually Magneto, giving interviews as Magneto, like, just that, like, mindset, like – He's a wild method actor, dude. He can really put himself in that headspace, so, and I guarantee you, he would pick up the comics and read the comics and take the time to really understand who Magneto is and really dive into the mind of it, which is very important. Like, if you guys have seen roles lately with a lot of the characters who really, the actors take the time to research the character, embody the characters, get the source of material, like that really makes all the difference in the portrayal of a character.
1: Absolutely, and I think William Defoe has demonstrated that as well since he has done a Marvel movie before uh, when he was the Green Goblin in Spider-Man, and he, he, uh, it seemed like he did the research for that character um, and portrayed it very well on screen. That's why I'm sure he'd be able to do the same if he was Magneto in an MCU movie.
2: I get you. I get you. If you were to ask me, though, like... Which one I would, like, if they were, like Marvel was, like, on the phone right now, or not on the phone, Marvel had, like, a poll, there's, like, Sasha Baron Cohen or William Defoe, I would pick Sasha Baron Cohen, because I would love to see somebody that I wouldn't expect to play the role to completely, like, fucking, like, do it. Because, I mean, let's go really quick to Batman and Robert Patterson, like, everybody's talking about it obviously the internet's drastically split you have people like oh my god he was in twilight he's gonna be dumb he's gonna be bad then you have people who've seen his newer stuff they're like wow no this guy's evolved this guy's changed like give him a chance he can do it you're gonna hear people say sasha bear cohen and obviously there's gonna be a crowd go, why the fuck is borat magneto then you're gonna have the other crowds like nah dude let's let's give him a chance let's give him something different he's so talented he has potential like there's so much spark and buzz Behind that name, behind what it could cause. Like don't get me wrong, people would be willing to fall. Oh yeah, Green Goblin. I get that, but it wouldn't. I feel like it wouldn't bring that like hype behind. And then once again, like I stress it, and I know it sucks that I'm drilling this home, but like Magneto is a Holocaust survivor. You'd be doing Magneto an injustice if you didn't cast somebody that was Jewish into that role. It'd just be like I feel like that that personally I feel would be an injustice to the character. He's such an iconic character when it comes to that department.
4: I hate to admit, but. Hollywood's also pretty shallow and I'm looking at Willem Defoe and I can't see that build for Magneto and I'm looking at Sasha Baron Cohen as his default face. I'm looking at it as his Borat face, as his face from Hugo, as Bruno G. <laughs> Bruno Ol G, I cannot see any of it as Magneto. Like it's, it might be it might be his face structure. It might be his voice, his default voice, but I can't see any of it as Magneto. I can't see that voice and that face commanding, like, commanding the blob or Juggernaut to, like, attack a city. E. I, I, I can't? And then with Willem Dafoe, <laughs> and, with Wilm Dafoe, Ten I, I've seen the lighthouse, and he's, he's pretty great in that, but... <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen looks like Magneto by default, like kinda you...
0: uh,
2: It looks like him. Just put gray hair on him.
0: No more, no more arguments, no more shit talking. <laughs> um all right. no, I'm not gonna lie, I, I like Sasha Baron Cohen.
1: Yeah, so me too.
3: I was, I was just trying, I was just <laughs> trying to you guys.
0: So I am going to straight up say uh, that yes, Sasha Van Cohen won yeah. this round. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, that's thank uh, uh, you. Yeah, that's, that's a
3: pretty good answer.
0: I'll pick the wild card for that one. And it's because he had a great argument too. And honestly, I think Mads Nicholson was a great response. But you did not really chime in whatsoever and give more. I wanted more. I wanted more, but you didn't. I didn't hear you too much it's until because- the end.
4: It's because with Mads Mikkelsen, I'm pretty sure he'd be a, the standard Magneto. He can play a good Magneto, but it wouldn't be breaking any boundaries. It wouldn't be... It'd be almost similar to the first two. Is why yeah. I think, like, I didn't have any arguments. It's, it's because, like, he's what I think of as an ideal Magneto. If you, we weren't going to do anything crazy and different. Got you know you. I mean? Yeah.
0: hmm I got you. Yeah, but I wanted more. I still like, because I feel like you could have taken that approach on like how how could he have like done series by the members, maybe he's doing the same thing as Fastbender, but what? how is he doing that same thing? What is he doing? And how you could have, I guess, emphasized that. That could have helped. Also, you kept saying, uh, if you just go see Death Stranding, yeah. his role in Death Stranding. Well, we ha- I haven't. So yeah. you have to <laughs> at lie. least like explain yeah. like how how he did in this role like more so than just say go see Death Stranding so that kind of uh, uh, hurt you a little bit. When the foe, um, I I liked the idea of like the whole dual type performance that you were you were talking about because he did have that uh, before, uh, but uh, more or less uh, I feel like. You didn't sell me too much on on him, as as,
3: uh, it's, as it's fair.
0: Him. Yeah. I mean, sorry. As Magneto. Yeah, too yeah. much. You just kind of explain. You did do a lot on like his acting and how his acting performance <laughs> would be great, but like, how does his acting performance do great as Magneto? Yeah. Well, that's uh, right. I didn't I, really. I do realized
1: that it was a poor choice. Uh, I just defended it the best that I could.
0: Um, but yeah, all good choices. Uh, all interesting. I would I would like to see all of these choices regardless. But Sasha Baron Cohen takes the round. So that's two Chris, one Jeff, Jay. <laughs> it's, been, it's been fun. It's been good. No, but you, my friend, are eliminated. Damn it! All right, we're going into the lightning round. I'll make this quick because I know. Chris, you gotta go soon, so let me get you out of here. These are gonna be Good. like quick, quick uh, thirty seconds uh, responses. Thirty second responses. is gonna be three questions. The moment you start talking, I start the clock. You have thirty seconds to pitch me on this, pretty, or pitch me or convince me or whatever the question. Are we
2: be. each going one at a time?
0: One at a time. So okay. yes, Chris, you won that round. You go first. Okay. Uh, Alright, the first question. Which comic book character should run against Trump? 30 seconds, when you start. Which comic book character should run against Trump?
2: Go ahead. tony stark i think tony stark should run against trump he's got money he's got technology he has the ability to save the entire world he owns military stuff he could probably own all the resources like fossil fuels like the railroads all of that shit that's important to the corporations but he's a philanthropist so he'd be somebody that would relate to him at a good level he'd probably support universal income he definitely would support universal health care so i mean Tony Stark too. He's Iron Man. If Iron Man was running for president, I'd be like, "Yep, vote." Like everybody would vote for Iron Man as president.
0: Stop. All right, uh, let's hear your take, Jeff.
4: Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne has. Not only the the compassion, the compassionate side of a candidate that um, I, I personally think that a candidate should have, but like I'm like man, okay, I, I can't even fry Tony Stark is a good answer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: I can't even. Right, I'm sorry. No, Jeff, come on, now. defend yourself. Oh. Look, right. man, I can't even fry. That's a good answer. <laughs>
0: You can't. You gotta. You gotta hang in there. You gotta hang in there. Isn't he out of time? He is way out of time. Yeah. I stopped his timer. He is done.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris,
0: Chris takes that round, obviously. By default. Uh. All right. Next one. This is gonna be great. <laughs> I just want you. To, you try to do this in thirty seconds. The world's falling apart. And so is the comic book industry. Save the comic book industry in 30 seconds. Chris goes first.
2: So with the direction the world's heading in because of the pandemic, it's realistic that paper comics are going to be done. I don't think that's going to be the death of the comic book industry because you have online. DC Universe, the app that you watch streaming service with, the shows, every single comic book is available on there. You also have Marvel's thing. Every single comic book Marvel's ever done is on there. They can 100% still distribute online in that sort of direction. So we're still going to get comics digitally, 100%. Can we save the paper comic industry? I, I can't see it happening. But I 100% believe you the comic book industry as a whole will survive, especially because we have comic book movies too. So we're going to see the big names.
0: All
3: right. Jeff, take it away. Save us.
4: I think books will always be around there's no way books are like leaving i'm talking novels i'm talking about paperback novels and hardbacks and all that shit comic books still have a place if we can get stories that are not only longer but i think like graphic novels and trade paperbacks will still will still thrive in 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 a place where there's also digital there's also digital we can get weekly monthly books digitally Trade paperbacks will still be around, I think. I wanna say yes, because they that's where people can go to the Stop. library and still yeah. All
3: right.
0: All right. Uh, <sighs> uh, shoot. This is a tough one. <laughs> Who would you choose?
1: Um
4: what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Save the comic book industry.
1: Save the comic book industry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who saved it? Who saved it? Who
1: saved them? Um, them uh, Let's see, let's see, let's see. No, I was totally (laughs)
3: listening.
1: (laughs) No, Chris Chris made some good points because he was saying how it's going to go digital because of like a DC streaming services and stuff like that. But Jeff also made a really good point where it's the fact like they're always going to make paper, like paper... Things, um, especially with like libraries and stuff like that. But then again, you know, with this COVID nineteen thing stuff, who knows if like who knows if libraries are ever going to come back? So I mean, that's also a good question. So I guess, uh, really, Chris went around. You would say Chris? Yeah.
0: Um. To me, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with, uh, with uh, physical. I don't think. I don't think it's going to. I personally don't think it's going to hang around, but I would like to think the trade paperbacks will still hang around to a certain extent, but I don't even know how big about, about that is uh, Is is that bringing in money at all. How, mm-hmm. big, how much money is coming in, I, don't, I really don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I see trade paperbacks. I see them lasting more so than the weekly pools for sure. Uh But I don't know how long that industry is going to last.
3: Mm.
0: Mm. I got to give it to Chris. I got to give it to Chris. That means that makes Chris the winner
3: of the first
0: (laughs) annual – what is this? What do we call on this? Anyone have a name for whatever this is?
3: Um,
1: Nerd debate. I don't nerd, know. I nerd, debate. nerd
0: debates. I do like that. We'll, we'll workshop some more, some names. But I like this. I like I, I enjoyed this. It was kind of rocky because it was the first time, so everyone kind of was like, didn't know what was up. But by the third round, you guys all seemed to know what was up, and that, that was fine. Once we got to like the third round, everyone was kind of in it. So that, I like that.
4: I'm going to read a paperback book about counter-arguments.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, you can yeah. read any book you want, but through Harambe, all is possible, and I channeled the power of Harambe. <laughs> the
0: power of Harambe channeled. Really, Amazing.
2: Deeply. Um.
0: Yeah, again, like I said, uh, one judge is kind of unfair. It's just, just kind of me, and I'm just basing it off of my opinion, so hopefully we can get more judges into this. Mm-hmm. And... Hopefully that'll that'll make it a little bit more fair and balanced. But uh, what did you guys think of this overall?
2: This was amazing. Like, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed
0: it. I enjoyed it. Fun. Yeah. yeah, and uh, no, no, hopefully, no. hopefully, yeah. Chris, since you're the winner,
2: uh, I hope you will come back to defend the title. I will. I will defend the Harambe World Championship. <laughs> <laughs> I've named the title since I'm the first to win it.
3: Wow. All right.
0: <laughs> Since you want, go ahead. You get you get like a minute to plug. Everyone else gets like one plug, but you get you get a minute. Do your oh plan. man,
2: a minute to plug? Damn. See I told you guys the prize of this was exposure. It was clout <laughs> and I got the most of it. And that's how this world works. Um no, just simple <laughs> simple plugs, so life photography on Instagram really mean a lot to me if you follow that right there i'm not out taking photo shoots right now but i am getting ready to start doing photoshop compositions so if you want me to slap something together for you i might be able to do that also tofu waifu productions on youtube i have a lot of content on there that's where a podcast kyle and i do gets uploaded weekly so you can definitely check that and i'm probably going to try and create some sort of trapped in the house COVID nineteen content for you. Also, yeah, YouTube and Instagram. Instagram tofu wife photography. YouTube tofu wife productions. And don't forget tofu on Instagram
4: for shit posting.
0: Uh, nice, uh, Jeff. Where can they find
4: you? So I'm not gonna tell you to follow my Instagram. Jeff the Starstruck. Jay,
0: I- where can I- they find you? What <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say my TikTok is lit right now. Jeffersaurus cosplay. Check it I can out. Is- <laughs>
3: Alright. Nice. Okay. Uh, where
4: can they
0: find you? Uh,
1: you can find me on Instagram, J A Y J period the period the webhead. Uh, also two webheads and a mic. The number two webheads and a mic. Follow us. No TikToks for me. No TikTok yet. No, not yet.
0: No, we'll, you'll get there.
1: No, no. Oh no! <laughs> <You're good. laughs> you
3: said no, 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 no. It's no, like, no, no. no, no. Uh,
0: and I am Kyle, the one true Kyle. You could find me at Kyle V on Instagram. Valenzuela, that photo. The one true Kyle on TikTok. The one true Kyle on Twitch, which this is on currently. And that'll do it for us this week, folks. Catch you next week, peace.